amazing purpose-driven organization. Catch that fabulous person. My partner and I just, and I can know just read about it. Next week. You have to watch. All about it. It really changed my perspective. You gotta check it out. To me, ESG Global's mission means that the whole narrative worldwide incorporates that living a life free of violence, it's a human right. And we all feel safe inhabiting our bodies, which means that all bodies that suffer all kinds of discriminations with different intersections can feel that they have the power, they own the power, and they have the right to live a life free of violence. My name is Gabriela Rojas Lozano, and I am the Latin American and Caribbean Program Manager at ESD Global. My name is Molly Singer. I am the Executive Director of ESD Global. To me, ESD Global's mission means stopping perpetrators of violence, particularly interpersonal violence. We don't really believe that we're going to stop war, but stopping perpetration is important. And part of that is teaching individuals how to de-escalate violence, how to fight gender norms and gender stereotyping where boys will be boys. And the other part of it is knowing that every woman in the world, every girl and every woman in the world, every person, it doesn't just have to be women, have the skills to protect themselves. So if you try to come after me, I can hurt you. And I don't mean that as a threat. I just mean it as a, gosh, if I know she can hurt me, I don't think I'm going to bother with that person. This is Mission Megaphone, a Growth Network podcast production. We're on a mission to be a megaphone for purpose-driven organizations that are changing the world. My work consists in two parts. Uh, first, to build a network of ESE trainers upon already existing networks uh, of activists support women in the Latin American and Caribbean region. And this includes organizing life-transforming trainings, accompanying graduates to take their skills back to their communities and to contribute to learn. And second, I work with a talented team of people to build a partnership and conduct also research and ensure that we can continue escalating this project. And my work centers on supporting a team to build networks worldwide that engage individuals and communities to end violence using their own power, knowledge, and skills. The work that we do works to increase confidence, reduce violence, and its impact on communities. I think it's important to clarify what ESD is. ESD stands for Empowerment and Self-Defense. And ESD is a public health intervention designed by and for women. So we have tools to avoid danger and de-escalate conflict. We address violence in a systemic way. We work on building and increasing confidence in people that are participating in economic systems and social systems. So that means that we are talking about economic, psychological, and verbal violence and all different kinds of violence. We also work on increasing self-efficiency and on building and strengthening networks of solidarity. So in other words, our program really focuses on teaching participants to recognize potentially violent situations and take the steps to address them. So this happens first by understanding their own power and ability and value and that they are the individuals who are going to change their lives. There's not a fairy goddess that's going to come by and change their lives for them. 
And by the way that we teach, it really reinforces that feeling and builds community and cohesion. ESD Global has a phenomenal origin story. Like ESD, it starts not with ourselves. ESD, the practice, grew out of the feminist movement in the 1970s, where women were tired of hearing messages like, you can have it all, but don't go out late at night. You can do whatever you want, but you ought to listen to a man to find out directions about how to do something. And from that, a group of women said, this is crazy. They used the principles of martial arts to understand that disproportionately sized people or people of you know physical disadvantage to each other can still leverage the basics of anatomy to protect themselves. And so that is where ESD started. And there were Many people that were practicing ESD and teaching in church basements and teaching in elementary schools or Girl Scout troops, but ESD Global has the most visionary founder ever. Her name is Yudit Sadiqman, and she always thinks bigger. She has started many businesses, many organizations, and all of them thriving. So Yudit brought together, again, it wasn't her, it was her idea, bringing together many practitioners that said, we need to scale this. The world needs this. You know, it's not enough that we're teaching six Girl Scouts here and 12 church members there and some people at my synagogue. And she started ESD Global with the goal not to teach ESD around the world, but to create ESD trainers around the world. Participants in our programs, ESD Globals, work in cohorts to support and protect each other so that they can bring their skills back to the community. So ESD Global is about tapping into partnerships and networks and helping individuals strengthen them and leverage new skills, bringing new skills to the table. Being someone that experienced the training first person, I can tell that there's nothing that can prepare you to experience a training that can change the way you inhabit your body. I see a world where each individual, not only women, but each individual can walk freely, can have healthy relationships with themselves, with the people around them, with the environment, where we can truly take the best of ourselves and be that version that we're not even sure that exists of ourselves, where the limits we set them ourselves, where we put the boundaries, that would be the world I want to see. I feel that it's going to change everything. This should be taught at the schools. This should be taught at the houses because it changed the relationship you have with yourself, with your partner, with your children, with every institution. So I think in the proportion of a world where people can embrace and live this as like our everyday life, I think we're talking to a world that we cannot even understand what it is to have this kind of freedom. I believe that groups and organizations can change the world. I remember giving a talk at a high school once and I said, by the way, don't forget that you can change the world. The world is here for our changing and we see it happening 
every day in technology and all of these ways we don't really think about as changing the world, but they are. And the way that we are going to change the world is that the skills that people learn in ESD will be thoroughly incorporated into all kind of growing and learning so that it won't just be self-defense against violence. It'll be self-defense against financial exploitation, self-defense against economic pressures, against not being able to go to school, not being able to vote. All of these are pathways to true freedom for everybody. And the messages and themes in self-defense transcend the physical violence and the physical need into entire liberty. I think when we think of self-defense, we have this image of a superwoman that is going to go and hit someone, right? So it goes really in our brains to the physical techniques, but it's way more than just that. The physical techniques are just one part of the tools that we work with together. It's on a pool of tools that these women can actually use that goes from assessment of the situation, that goes from communication, setting up boundaries, and using escape techniques, getting out of relationships, and all different points where actually the physical part is just one of those points. Although I can say, I'll add to that, that there is a physical part where women, you know, sometimes even some of our trainers are like, four feet tall, but they know a hard part of their body against a soft part of somebody else's body. It doesn't matter how much you're outweighed. If you elbow somebody in the neck or you kick somebody in the groin, you're going to cause them harm. They're going to stop and you're going to be able to get away. And those are part of the skills. I don't want to say we don't teach physical skills because at the end of our class, you can't save your own life. ESD Global has served globally, the Asia Pacific region, in Europe, in Latin America, in South America, the Caribbean, in Canada and the United States, in Mexico, in North America, Africa. We've had representatives from 43 countries and partnerships in about 90 countries. The only continent that we have not been in is Antarctica. We also have a region without a map, I'll call it. We have a program area called People on the Move, which is for individuals who are displaced geographically from a location. So they might be refugees, survivors of war crimes, individuals that cannot legally live as their true self in a particular place. And we have programs with those folks and professionals that work with them because people are at terrific risk moving about the world. Our community is our partners. We are key on building partnerships to tap into networks. We don't believe that we can go to a community in Mexico where we were uh, last month and we, ESD Global as Outsiders, can go there and transcend lives. Our community is our partners and they take us to their community. We do it through established networks who can help identify and address the needs and the partners themselves are from and of the community. 
this is, I think, something core to our organization as a goal also. It's that we are not just looking into numbers, but building regional capacity means that the region represents itself. For us, that's very important representation that happened already. The cohort we trained in Costa Rica was a cohort that last month was training a new team in Mexico, which completed a full cycle. Those that were trained were training new trainers. And I think this is very important because we're working on levels of deconstructing our organization. So it's not like a gringo organization coming and telling people how to do things. No, we need to move beyond that. So it's a lot of culturally adapted perspectives. It's a lot of bringing a diversity, inclusion and justice perspective and equity. So we are working on that and that intersects all the work we are doing. In general, the people we train are informal women leaders in communities. Sometimes they're men leaders who are a part of enlightened masculinity and, you know, breaking down the gender stereotypes in the world. But often it will be a social worker, a school teacher. Sometimes it'll be a 65-year-old granny who just has her finger on the pulse of the community. I think it also differs from region to region and what community we're addressing to. Because we tackle different communities. We are working with organizations that already had their networks. For example, the UN, the Norwegian Refugee Council, that they serve certain populations or collaborate with certain populations. We will have a specific communication with them through partnerships, but we do have different groups of people that work with grassroots movements. We use a lot of social media. So we even use different social media for each region. It's not the same in Latin America communicating than in Africa than in Europe. So we use different channels. For Mexico, we started all grassroots level. So we needed to start building and nurturing these partnerships for over a year. But hearing someone that actually came to us and say, we need your work with us. So then to build a whole network around that, to communicate our message, to have this podcast or Instagram lives or address our populations according to their needs and their own ways to communicate. So I say we try to use different channels you know, different levels of communication that tailor to the population and our partners and potential partners, but we're trying to address it all. So we have to head in different directions. We like to dream, I wouldn't call it big. I think this is being realistic, but we like to keep making dreams reality. ESG Global is only three years old and we already train cohorts that train thousands of students in few years so for us by the end of 2023 we want to have and we will have established trainers in every region of the world we have planned 22 trainings for 2022 and we will see that happening where we will reach out to around 330 students that they approximately will reach out through 33,000 students, just going with the minimum numbers we are handling at the moment. And that's going on our realistic scale. We train trainers. So when we go and hold a training for trainers, let's say 30 trainers, within the first year, each of those trainers is to teach 100 people ESD. So when Gabriella was saying, well, hold 22 trainings. 
sorry, you didn't know there's going to be math on this podcast, for 330 trainers, and then each of those will reach 100 people. So that's where we get in one year, 33,000 more people will have learned ESD. So it's a big year for us. And once we are able to have regional teams, we'll really be able to scale because right now it's a logistics challenge to get trainers who are mostly from North America and in Israel all over the world, not to say the expense of it. I wanted to talk a little bit about our larger scale goals, or I should say organizational goals. I mean, 33,000 people is pretty large scale. We are really working on growing our partnerships with global organizations, and we've succeeded at that in the past year and are really building on it for next year. So, for example, we're working with the United Nations across a few of their different agencies. We're working with the U.S. Department of State and uh, some international foundations. Those partnerships bring funding, which is key, and visibility that we could not have had before. And of course, uh, it's all part of networking, right? So those in partners introduce us to others, which is great for moving ideas and projects forward faster because we're able to you know, link into a global movement. Healing is a very important part of the work that uh, the ESD methodology does, but also the direction that ESD Global takes on this process of addressing violence. It is part of the work that we are doing that is not only preventing, but healing has to start with communicating what is happening within the, the situation of the person. We also talk and work heavily on uh, trauma-informed practices to the people that we are training and are going to train people, but also within our own scope of work. So we also address networks as a very important space for healing, sorority. So this is the space where people go and heal and different processes, because sometimes healing, it's a nonlinear process in general. So sometimes that will mean that in a community, we cannot go and tell, ah, you have to go and talk and say what happened to you. Sometimes telling means connecting with your ancestors, connecting with your spirituality. So these are processes that we honor, that we address, and we work on different tools that people can have. But we feel that while using this methodology, people have the ultimate tool to also heal, which is empowerment. They empower themselves. And that itself is part of the healing process. In terms of creating a healing environment and addressing harm before, during, and after ESD training, we have to understand, I'll say, the house that we live in. Right? We were all raised with cultural thoughts and associations that we may reject on one hand, but those are still the only cultural associations we have. You know, I often say you can't burn down the house you live in. People live with shame in their lives. That is just a, a cloud or a bruise on their heart that we have to support them to heal themselves before they can become advocates for themselves and for others. What I would love people to do after hearing this is, first of all, Take a moment for yourself and take a deep breath. We don't know what 
traumas could this trigger or what sensations are happening in your body or what's happening in your life right now. It is okay. You got this. We got this. Then, please be curious. As curious as you can be. Feed that curiosity. You know, Google it all on the internet. ESD, whether it's through us or through any network. Reach out. Just be curious. And the answer is there for you already. I want people to reach out to us, send us their ideas for how we could engage with their communities. So they could reach out to us at esdglobalselfdefense.org. And on social media, we are at ESD Global Self Defense. To share their ideas or to, to come to us and be people can go to the principal of their school and say, hey, do you know about empowerment self-defense? We should be teaching that in gym class. They can go to their Girl Scout trip. There actually is a Girl Scout badge in ESD. They can talk to Parks and Rec or their local government because the cost of providing ESD is minimal compared to the cost of recovering from violence in the community. So they can call us and say, come to our community and set up a training. I think raise awareness, talk with other people about violence against women and oppression of individuals in all the forms that it takes. You know, there really can be death by paper cuts in terms of oppression of individuals, a little bit here, a little bit there. We have a great tool on our website. It's 16 ways that you can support women and girls through empowerment. And it's a PDF. It's a great download. It's free. It's beautiful. It's easy to understand. Violence against women is an epidemic. It has increased 500% during COVID. And what everybody can do is act locally. You've been listening to Mission Megaphone, a Growth Network podcast's production. Follow this podcast for more incredible stories from purpose-driven organizations and individuals you'll want to meet. To learn more about this show or ESD Global, check out our show notes. I'm Linz Florin. Our producers are Sari Wienerman and Jeffrey Morris. Production manager is Maura Murphy-Barras. Original music, sound design, and mixing by Nicholas Fournier. Promotional support from Marsha Ord. Website by Nick Brodnicki. Thanks for listening. Until we meet again, keep searching for inspiration. And when you find it, make sure to pass it on. If you've ever wanted to edit your own videos or podcasts, but were overwhelmed by how complicated the software was, you are in luck. Descript, or Descript, is a magical tool that allows you to edit text as if you're editing a Google Doc. We use it for this show and use it collaboratively with clients and co-producers on all of our shows. And trust me, it's easy to learn. Click our affiliate link in the show notes to discover the magical tool for yourself. And if you want some guidance on how to learn and use it, please sign up for our Magic of Descript newsletter.